Welcome to the Garden America Radio Show, the country's most listened to gardening program. This is your chance to talk about gardening, horticulture, landscaping, in fact, anything that has to do in the world of gardening. The phone lines are open right now at 855-424-9825. That's 855-424-9825. Or send us your questions and comments to john at gardenamerica.com. Now, here's Brian Maine, John Bagnasco, and Tiger Palafox on BizTalk Radio and the Garden America Radio Network. And a good Saturday morning. Welcome, one and all. Thank you so much for being right there. This is Garden America. All of you on Facebook Live that are watching us, thank you for tuning in as we uh, continue to increase our uh, Facebook Live audience. Thank you. Questions, comments, post them right there on Facebook. John is not here today, so John at GardenAmerica.com with your questions and comments will not work. So let's uh, focus on Facebook Live, and we'll uh, try to respond immediately. If you're watching on Facebook Live, as you can see, sitting in John's seat is our good friend Bob Reed-Miller. Bob, welcome back to the good studio. Good morning. It's nice to be here. Been it's, a while. It's been yeah. uh, over a month. It's at been least. well over a month. Well yeah. over a month. But you said you caught one of our shows last week on Facebook. Yeah. You weren't sure which show you were watching, though. No, I, you know, I got back on Facebook. I had gotten off about 10 years ago or 8 right. years ago or something. Yeah. And I had to get back on because of the, the book that John and I wrote. And the publisher said, you know, it'd be good if you were on for all the uh, you, you need social, social media, media presence. Right. So I went, okay. And so I got back on. And then I thought, oh, i got to see what the radio guys are doing. And it got there. But the problem is I'm still trying to manipulate myself around Facebook. And I right. don't know what I'm looking at half the time. Right. Well, you were looking so, at us, though. You know, That you know, right? That I knew. I, you know, Motley or crew you couldn't find on videos. Hey, so. this is our first uh, broadcast day on AM 1240. And later on this afternoon, AM 740, I want to thank uh, Tony and the rest of the uh, the good folks at uh, K-Bright Radio uh, broadcasting our show. Now, from now on, you can hear... Uh, let's see, you can hear us live in San Diego on AM 1240, part of the uh, Cabrite uh, Communications. And then uh, later on in the afternoon in Los Angeles, every Great. Saturday afternoon from 2 to 3, the rebroadcast. And that station's got 50,000 watts, so you can uh, hear us from uh, Santa Barbara, Los Angeles, San Diego, covering most of Southern California. So again, to uh, Tony and uh, the good folks again, thank you so much for uh, having us on the air. Uh, Garden America on Cabrite, uh, AM 740, and of course here in San Diego on AM 1240. Funny about AM 1240, used to be a country station back in the old days, KSON, mm -hmm. and I used to do a morning show yeah. on KSON, AM 1240. I've come full circle. <laughs> it's all the way back around. It was again. a long yeah. time ago. Yeah. <laughs> Tiger Palafox, what's going on, my man? I'm, I'm just sitting here quietly because I'm kind of bummed. You're, you're, I don't want you to be bummed. I know. Well, you know, I designed this show around John being here. Not that I don't love Excuse Bob me. being here, but... Are you trying to, to, to I, work the camera I, and everything, or the phone, or what? I'm trying to work what we're going to be talking about this morning into okay. my intro here, where we're going to be talking about a flamethrower slash weed killer. And I was really excited, because if John was here, you know how he gets when I bring in props. Right, and exactly. What are you doing If I was now? bringing in a flamethrower, and he was sitting next to me, I think... I think I could finally get him to scream a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought you were talking about setting up your camera angles with, with Bob being in the studio, but that, 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 no. that doesn't make no difference. He's, no, that doesn't make any he's difference. He's as pretty as ever. Exactly. Oh, thank you. No, I'm You're talking really about... Kind. Camera's right there, by the I way. Know, don't don't forget. Yeah, exactly. Right. Got the I'm nice short. about our insurance policy, making sure it's paid up for today's <laughs> for the, show. For the, so we're going to be talking about flamethrowers. Is that what you're talking about? That's what I'm talking that's about. That's what you're talking exactly. about. Hey, stay tuned for that. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, John, as we say in the business, is on assignment uh, he's in oregon uh delivering depending depending on who you, you speak with or speak to he's either delivering 
Twenty thousand or eight hundred roses? Is that right, Bob? <laughs> it's, it's something or, like that. I don't five. know. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's bringing a bunch down that are uh, rare and uh, collectible and need to be protected. Okay. Um, and so that's a that's a good deal. So yeah, we don't we think it's somewhere between eight hundred and twenty thousand. Yeah. I'll I'll go for more like a hundred. Okay. But these are rare and endangered roses that John is bringing to various organizations here in San Diego to to repropagate and to keep them going. Right. Right. That's that's a great thing, and you know, with the uh, there are a lot of different rose groups in, in the area in Southern California and whatever, so it's nice to to not have one group responsible, right? You can <laughs> spread them around, and if sure. something goes sideways, you're covered elsewhere. You know, a lot of those roses are found in cemeteries. Uh, I know, isn't that incredible? You know, yeah, the people planted like in the 1800s. Yeah, and, for and their loved ones. Roses are so tenacious; they'll just keep going, and that's where I know John does come across, and a lot of people roses that you haven't seen in you know, like you say, a hundred years or so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think uh, Ping, um, the rose breeder, I think right. he's getting a choice of some of them uh, to use in his hybridizing work because they're varieties or species that he hasn't been able to get a hold of. And, he, and we auction off some of his roses on a yearly basis right, for the right. Coastal Rose Society. Right. And he uses uh, not typical varieties mm-hmm. to come up with all the newer, tougher, you know, better suited hybrids. So right. that'll be interesting. So uh, you had a good week, Bob. You're keeping busy. Yeah, yeah. It's you know springtime. It's I said before. I think winter's over. No, we're gonna have some more cold I weather. Know, yeah. I know. Well, yeah, it, it's playing havoc on the on the uh, plant material. But the sales are like through the roof. Uh, oh yeah, sure. Now everybody's the, out gardening in the gorgeous weather. They want to get you so. excited about gardening. We spoke about this last week, though. You know, over at Mission Hills Nursery, where Tiger. Uh, owns and operates that business, they will not sell a lot of plants. <clears throat> excuse me. They won't sell a lot of plants that a lot of the big box stores do right now. Right. They want to, you know, the big box stores want to get you all excited about spring and summer because it's warming up. And a lot of those plants, you'll take them home and they won't, they won't do well. They'll mm-hmm. die mm-hmm. in a couple of weeks. And, and you don't do that, right? Well, yeah. And I mean, it comes down to making sure you know what you're getting because there are the plants, you know, as John mentioned, the tomatoes. Yeah, right. I'm sure you can find some that's, tomatoes. Yeah, that's and, a big one. And I'm sure you can plant them. And if the weather stays the way it is, that's okay. But if the weather dips at all, it's going to dip. Come and on. you know it's going to, then that tomato is going it's, to die. It's, gone. And it's yeah. a waste of some time, a waste of a little bit of money. And, you know, the biggest thing is that you feel discouraged afterwards. You feel you weren't able to be successful. And right. that's one thing we don't want people we want our gardening friends out there to be successful and continue to do it because they enjoy it and not be discouraged all the time because they didn't have the best information possible right and you know tomatoes are one of those things that everybody loves yeah it's the number one plant right for for home gardens exactly so everybody wants them early 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 yeah and you keep telling no 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 you gotta wait yeah so here in southern california don't let the weather fool you basically it's only february what third yeah, and, and I know darn well it's going to get colder again. And we will have. I know I can. You got to go to a baseball game in April and it's still cold. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got a ways to go. So this up and down fluctuation, uh, like we say, don't let it fool you. And again, it's probably playing havoc with a lot of your plants uh, right now as you look outside. Uh, for the uh, the rest of the country, I know the Super Bowls in Minnesota tomorrow. It's been like minus twenty. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, we're not to be seven degrees. Or something. something. So so we understand your situation. Yeah. And hey, Punxsutawney Phil yesterday said six more weeks of uh, winter. So. That. How can you not believe it? How, how do you not argue with that? Or yeah. how do you argue with that, I should yeah. say? Groundhog. The groundhog. <laughs> the groundhog day.
That's a, I, I remember that used to be a big thing when I was in elementary oh, school. Oh, yeah. Groundhog Day? Yeah. yeah. They talked to, I forgot. All the time. We used I, to watch it in the morning I at forgot school. about yeah. it. Especially yeah. back east. When I lived back there, grew up back, you know, in Jersey. What a big deal it was. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, he's in Pennsylvania. So right. it's like he's a local hero. Local hero. <laughs> you know, it gets back. You were born and raised here in San Diego, right, Tiger? Correct, yeah. Okay. And, and I know you're from Jersey, right? Mm-hmm. See, so when I was a kid, Christmas time here, it was sunny and 75 degrees. And we wished it would snow. Yeah. I come and think, gosh, I wish it would snow. It's not really Christmas here. Yeah, right. And then people back east, I got your friends of mine here, adults who have moved here, saying this is why I left back east. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, it's funny because if it didn't snow, there were those rare occasions where you didn't have snow at Christmas back there. Were you disappointed? Oh, yeah. It was like, yeah. oh, there's no snow. You know? Really? But most of the time, you're up to your hiney and snow. Yeah, oh, no, man. So, yeah. yeah, it's it's so funny the way people think. But I know a lot of people that left for that various reason, and especially if they're watching uh, football, the NFL, uh-huh. and they're you know watching a game in California, San Diego, and they're right. you know, 75 degrees in December, yeah. and they're thinking to themselves, oh, we should move out there. We would always and get phone calls from they the can't relatives. They can't leave their house. Yep. Yep. Yeah, they can't leave their the house. The ones watching the uh, Rose Bowl parade. Right, exactly. They'd call and they go, oh, got icicles on the house. Yeah, and it's 65 <laughs> degrees and a lot of sunshine. Yeah. So anyway, getting back to that, uh, don't uh, don't get lured into buying something a little too early. Uh, wait a while. Be patient. And, and what, you know, what, give me an example of um, either one of you. Something that, that a box store may try to sell you right now that's not a good time to buy, as an example. So people... Uh, can pay attention well, to what we're talking about. Definitely, tomatoes is probably the number one. Yeah. But, uh, but the worst, even above tomatoes, because you could actually be somewhat successful with a few varieties, is peppers. You plant a pepper right that's now. That's where I was going. And now. you're done. It's yeah. it's not going to do anything. Even even if we had mild weather, yep. it's going to be sitting in the ground for so long before it actually gets to that soil temperature weather right. and the heat they outside. Really need the heat. That yeah. the plant's just going to be sitting there and it won't do anything for months and months and months. And you'll think that you're a failure yep. because you're thinking to yourself, "Well, they sold it to me. They wouldn't sell it to me if they right. What am I doing wrong? Just try fertilizing it. Fertilize exactly." fertilizing more water Every, everything you shouldn't be doing yep, yep. so so the ground's got to warm up so those are a couple of examples just be aware of that tomatoes obviously peppers uh, we gotta wait, wait at least until well, would you say march at least well end, end of march and end then the march. other thing i would say is any tropicals because most of the time they're going to bring those from florida or or somewhere where they're more mild and they could be okay but they're also very tender exactly yeah. It is break time. We're going to take that uh, standard break at uh, 60 minutes after the hour. We should come back with our quote of the week. John usually reads it. We'll have Tiger read it. And then our guest is standing by. Bob Reedmill is sitting in for John Begnasco. I'm Brian Main, Tiger Palafox. Welcome to Garden America, 855-424-9825. If you have a question or comment, or post it right there on Facebook Live as we step aside, taking a break. Welcome to your Saturday morning, and, of course, happy weekend to you. Welcome back to the Garden America Radio Show with Brian, John, and Tiger. The phone lines are open right now at 855-424-9825. That's 855-424-9825. Or john at gardenamerica.com. Welcome back. As we mentioned, uh, Bob Reed Miller sitting in for John Bagnasco today. John on assignment. Uh, so uh, pose your questions and comments right there on Facebook Live. I know we're starting to get some in. Uh, do be patient that we want to get to our guest and uh, save those questions or think about some more comments and questions as we move into the uh, latter part of the show, actually latter part of this hour. You've got the quote of the week, uh, Tiger, and then we'll yeah. get to our guest. we got a nice short quote that John provided us with. I this, like this quote, this too. Week. This is good. Yeah. Never lose an opportunity of seeing anything beautiful. 
For Beauty is God's Handwriting. And that's by Ralph Waldo Emerson. Very good quote. Very yeah. nice. Way to go, Ralphie boy. Ralph, Ralph always had a word, didn't you he? Ralphie boy. Way to go, bud. Okay, here on Biz Talk Radio, it is uh, Garden America Facebook Live. Bob Reed, Miller, Tiger, Pelafox. And this is going to be fun as we uh, get ready to speak with uh, Mel. Yeah. And we're going to ask Mel exactly how he likes to pronounce his last name or the correct way. Mel, welcome <laughs> to the show, my friend. Hello. Good to be with you. Hey, good morning, Mel. Hey, we got a question. How do you pronounce your last name? It's pronounced Lamone. 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 Because we were thinking thinking that because you're you're back east, and so we figured, oh, some people might pronounce it Lyman back east. But here in California, we have that kind of Spanish (laughs) influence over here, and we definitely pronounce it Lamone. Very nice. Well, welcome to the show. We've got a lot of questions for you, Mel. It's going to be a fun show. Okay, sounds great. I'm ready to go. All right. So, Mel, thank you for joining us this morning. And as we had talked earlier in the week, Mel, we this show is inspired by a viral video that's out there right now online. And I posted it to the Facebook feed right now that we're streaming live. So if people go to Facebook.com and search for the Garden America show, you'll be able to see the video link. And it's a company that's founded by Elon Musk, who's a wonderful inventor of the Tesla electric car, um, behind a lot of things. But he also has some goofy things that he works with. And one of his projects is called The Boring Company, where they're trying to get behind some tunneling system to get our uh, traffic off of the roads. And he every once in a while throws out interesting things on this website to sell. And as of recently, he's thrown a flamethrower on this website that they're trying to sell for $500 and it looks like a rifle and it shoots flames Okay, and it shows people in the video kind of like shooting them back and forth at each other and having a good old time. Which we don't recommend, by the way. Oh, which we're going to have to have a lot of disclaimers. Don't this try show. this at home. <laughs> but, but it inspired me to get Mel on the on our show because... They actually have a product that is used in the garden and it's been around for a long time (laughs) and is a flamethrower. So, Mel, tell us a little bit about Red Dragon, yourself, and your guys' product line. Okay. Um, Our company, Flame Engineering, has been manufacturing handheld propane torches since 1959 in Kansas. And uh, it was a started by a father and son. Now the son is going to be 80 years old, and his son is also involved in the business. And we manufacture these handheld propane torches to eliminate weeds in gardens, thaw and ice, and a variety of other uh, uses that can be uh, for heat. Um, A lot of our uh, oil drilling companies use our uh, torches to heat the metal as they make their connections. Uh, just a variety of things. But as gardening goes, that's one of the main reasons is to eliminate some of the chemicals that are being used to uh, kill the weed. And it's, it is possible to kill a weed by exposing it to a little bit of heat until you see it wilt. And once you've done that, you've exposed that cell structure in the leaf, in the broadleaf. You boil the moisture in it. It can no longer feed itself through photosynthesis. And so in a few days, it just dries up, including the root. And the whole point of that is that it will not grow back because you've killed everything that has been sustaining life to begin with, right? Exactly. 
And you haven't used a chemical. Right. You're, and, ki- you're killing the chemicals. Right. In this case. And also, it saves a little bit of effort because I have, and just so you know, Mel, in studio right now, we're able to show people, I have the mini dragon. And oh, okay. looks like I'm reaching. Yeah, because we're on Facebook Live Mail, so Tiger's going to pick this up and try to uh, get a good shot on the camera. Looks like a cane, doesn't it? Yeah, and it does. It, it's it looks like a cane. It's it's yellow. It's got a handle on the top with a regulator valve that you're going to hook to the propane tank, and then you can just light light it with a spark igniter. And then at the bottom, describe what people are going to want to see at the bottom where the flame comes out, because you have some great videos on your guys' website that talk about a few issues that people have and the safety of it, but at the same time, the effectiveness that you want that to be a real hot flame, right? Exactly. Well, propane is a clean-burning fuel, and propane burns at over 2,000 degrees in the sweet spot. And that particular torch that you have there, our mini dragon, is becoming very, very popular with us. It's got a one-inch bell, so you can do a lot of pinpoint flaming. So as you target the uh, weeds in and around your garden and your uh, precious plants, the typical plant that can withstand a momentary dose of heat, because you're not targeting that weed to char it. You just want to expose it to the heat until it wilts. Most plants uh, that have a stem the size of a pencil or larger can withstand a momentary dose of heat as you're flaming in and around. For example, tomato plants or pepper plants or whatever they might be can withstand that momentary dose, and you're able to kill those weeds without using any kind of uh, chemicals. And I also have in studio with me, Mel, a few varieties of propane tanks because what hooks up to the mini dragon could be a selection of different propanes and and when i maybe say propane you might correct me because i don't know the exact terminology but i'll describe you what i'm holding up right now is basically the standard kind of round green camping propane tank and then we have the blue propane that you would maybe use for um you know some kind of welding or soldering or anything like that and then there's also the yellow which is called it it says map pro on it and again all of these are going to be able to connect to that mini dragon but which one do you recommend them people using we recommend it can either be the long bottle or the short squatty bottle but it must be propane the map gas is mainly meant for welding-type torches. Ours is not that type mm, of a okay. torch. So you use that vapor from that. So it must say propane, and you can use the 14-ounce cylinders up to the one-pound cylinders, and they'll all make that connection to that mini dragon. Okay. And so we were talking about how you don't have to use chemicals. It, it saves your back, too, because no bending a, over. a lot of people can do this. I mean, exactly. the, the, the product looks like a cane. So, I mean, even if, if you stumbled, you can just kind of set it down. <laughs> exactly. It'll save you from falling. Kind of in the, And it's sturdy, too. This isn't a flimsy metal, you know, if aluminum you thing. that's down gonna, with a flame in your hand. I mean, yeah, it's not you have good. other things to worry about, I guess. <laughs> hey, hey, Mel, we're going to take a break, uh, pay a few bills here and come back. So hold on to those thoughts. A lot more questions to ask. And again, on Facebook Live, if you have any questions, post those questions right now as we continue our conversation with uh, Mel Limon. And uh, we're talking about uh, flamethrowers, uh, flamethrowing 
uh, situation here as far as killing your your unwanted weeds. And we're going to come right back after this break. I'm Brian Maine. Tiger, we're talking about the flamethrowers this morning, um, <laughs> tanks and so rockets fun. and uh, everything yeah. else military. Uh, not really. We're talking about killing weeds and a great product line. So, Mel, as, as we introed into the show, we talked about this product that is from the boring company, the flamethrower. And I, I know you've seen the video of it and, you know, people are kind of questioning true or false, but then they're also kind of questioning the safety of something well, of course. like this. Yes. Now, you know, in, in your experience, um, what do you think, what do you think of this flamethrower torch that they're trying to sell online here? Well, personally, I would not recommend it to anyone, <laughs> especially using it to target towards another individual. Uh, because it is a live flame, and you might be able to send some hairs. Yeah, right. Or worse. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Now, you had mentioned you guys have quite a few product lines, um, and we're just mostly touch on the things within the gardening industry of it, because obviously that's what our, our listeners are interested in. And you have the Wee Dragon, the Mini Dragon, and the Red Dragon Torch, but that's kind of more on the industrial end of it. What are some things that people need to consider when when using this product? I mean, one of the things we talked about earlier this week was just the usage and being, okay, you're in California, you're going through a drought. It's a red flag, flag warning this weekend where yeah. people are cautious no of any kind flames. of open yeah. flame. Um you know, that's the case for us, but then back east, it's raining, it's cool, yeah. whatever. You know, they they, they they have controlled burns for people to be able to light their trash on fire mm-hmm. and stuff like that on a regular basis because they're much greener environment where there's moisture in the air and moisture coming down. Um, what do you kind of give out there for people to kind of consider when they're using a product like this? Well, I think it's really important that they use common sense. And if you're in an time when our torches are meant to be used during the growing season when everything is green mm-hmm. and at that point you're not going to be able to start fires unless you really want to but as long as you're using the torch the way it's uh, intended to be used during the growing season and everything's green around you you still want to be sure that there's a, a water hose near you or a fire extinguisher because you never know um so it's it's important to use common sense, and if there is a red flag warning in your area, don't use it. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait till there's some moisture, or turn the uh, sprinklers on, get everything nice and damp, and then use it. Because I was it just going to ask over, you about that. It can be used over mulch, because there's a occasion where those weeds will come through even mulch, and if the mulch is wood then that, that becomes flammable. But make sure your sprinklers are on or take your hose and water it down, and then in just a matter of seconds you can kill those uh, pesky weeds that are coming through your mulch. Yeah, because any, any, yeah, any water that lands on the weeds or anything, that's going to evaporate right off when you put the flame to it, but everything else will stay wet around it, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And since you're just <laughs> using a matter of seconds to, to kill the weed, uh, there's no harm in, in trying to do that and without... Uh, risk of fire and that's funny because in in our 
thought process usually in gardening. If you're going to use a weed killer, you want to avoid watering because you don't want it to wash right, up. Right. Um, you know, most of the time you don't water your garden while you're working in it because you don't want to be working in mud or muck or anything. But this is awesome because you can water your yard, but then directly afterwards you can start treating it for weeds, exactly. which, yeah. which is not a t- super common thing. I'm always cautious of the when I'm going to water to when I'm going to weed process because – you gotta wait to use the pesticides. You gotta wait yeah. till it's sunny. And you know, and, and, and always when you're using a spray, you shouldn't do it when it's windy. Yeah. And with this little pinpoint flame, yes, you could do it when it's windy too. Yeah, yeah. we should it's talk about how, how this yeah. flame is 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 directed very well toward uh, whatever it is that you're trying to get rid of, right, Mel? Exactly. Great for pinpoint flaming, and it and it and there is as you were talking and about you're referencing. There is no runoff. You don't yeah. have to worry yeah. about the neighbor's yard getting the chemicals in it or your animals or anybody out in the yard because you're yep. you're using a flame and it's not it's not going to contaminate anything else. And when we were on break too I mentioned the tiger I never even thought about it but having grown up back east when you're not using it in the winter time it's perfect for getting the ice off your stairs. Mhm. You Absolutely. know uh, so you don't have to go out there chipping and hacking with a shovel and You've got pretty much use of that tool all year long. It's not like it goes into hibernation for the winter. Yeah, yeah, because salt can damage your sidewalks, damage the concrete, and the plants, and the plants. Yeah, exactly. So, what with a torch, you can go out there and and eliminate that freeze thaw that may occur during the winter time. When the sun comes out, it thaws that ice. Then, when the temperatures go back down, it freezes. With one of our torches, uh, you can go out there and literally melt the ice. Sweep that moisture that's been developed and continue to flame in a sweeping motion, and you'll dry the area and eliminate that freeze thaw. And then the the one thing I thought of right now is, you know, people with paver patios with sidewalks, they usually use a herbicide because you can't really get in there and pull the weeds in those cracks, yeah. and and they're tough. And they use an herbicide, and then the weed dies. It's brown. It's sitting there, and you got to still pull it out somehow right. because it's unattractive, <laughs> right? And so you got to still get in there right. with a knife or whatever. Well, with with the with the red dragon. You you it flame it, you, you go, it goes crispy, <laughs> you can just sweep all of the particles away, and it kills the weeds in the cracks. And, you know, I mean, it's it's you could probably do that almost any time when you're flaming concrete sure. or a, a, a paver patio or something like that. And, you know, and, and that's a great way to use it so you don't have to use a chemical. You can get rid of the weed, and you don't have to get down on your hands and knees. So that's a pretty neat right. thing. You just so. have to use a lot of common sense and just be very careful and understand the conditions in which you're using it in terms of the red flag, so on and so forth. Absolutely. And one of the other things about flaming is that as you're killing that weed and that weed dissipates, you're actually adding nutrients into the soil. That's right. You're, you're making mulch. Hey, now, Mel, you guys sell these products online, but then you guys also sell them at local retailers. Is that correct? That is correct. Uh, we sell on, on on our websites at flameengineering.com, as well as you can re- find these at Ace, True Value, and, and a lot of other uh, independently owned hardware stores. And then the the propane tanks that go along with them are usually, what are, what are these usually run, Mel? You probably know better than me. Five? Uh, Eight bucks kind of a thing? uh, You can get, uh, typically you can get two in a package for around $6. Yeah. So, and on that mini dragon, that use on that mini dragon, you're going to get almost two hours worth of flame time on that one cylinder. 
If you're walking around killing weeds for, for two, two hours, hours you, got a big, you have a big job ahead of you. You need a mower. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, wow. So, you know, for six bucks, right. you could hit the yard multiple times over, easy to use product, um, you know, and, and that's a pretty cool thing, you know. And, and you guys have been doing this for years and years and years. You guys have def- you know, got this thing dialed in where it's pinpoint accuracy. Um, what are... I, I see you guys have a ton of videos where you guys have kind of the how-to because I'm sure people get – I this is kind of like I'm, I'm thinking like shooting a gun for people. And They're a little squirmish initially. Yeah, right. But I think that if they go online, they check out a lot of these videos, it takes away a lot of the, the scariness of it because it's actually a really easy and once you do it, it's 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 a no-nonsense it kind of a thing. So, it's like you know, using, using a regular bloke propane torch for the first time it's right kind of unnerving right yeah. even people who use barbecue propane for the first time you know and they fire it up and then afterwards they go on oh, this is easy Whoosh. yeah and then no eyebrows yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have an area on our website that's uh choosing the right torch uh so that way they can determine what torch would best fit them and then we also have what's called flaming 101 that tells them exactly <laughs> how to use the torch and then we also have videos that can uh, that way they can see how the application should be done. All right. Beautiful. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Mel, this morning. Thank you very much for answering our questions. We definitely won't be using the mini torch as a flamethrower in studio this morning, but, you know, we want to make sure everybody can see it. And, um, you know, we our insurance policy stays intact here yeah, exactly. at the studios. Well, if you had brought but, two, um, we could have reenacted that video that yeah, exactly. Elon is doing, you know. <laughs> but a you know, great product. Well, yeah. Go ahead. Thank you very Go much. Ahead, uh, all our products are made in the USA, and uh, we're really proud of that fact. Beautiful. Oh, excellent. Go America. All right. FlameEngineering.com for more information. And thank you very much, Mel. Have a good weekend. Thank you. You too. Right back here on Garden America. And again, uh, John Bagnasco on assignment. Bob Reedmiller sitting in for uh, John. This is... Our last segment, hour number one, but of course we have uh, two hours uh, every Saturday. And again, want to thank uh, the good folks again, uh, Tony and the uh, the people uh, broadcasting us now on AM twelve forty live here in San Diego. The replay, the rebroadcast every Saturday afternoon, two to three p.m. on AM seven forty. That is K Bright Radio. So again, thank you so much. It is almost fifty two minutes after the hour. Let's get to a couple of questions if we have them. I know Dale had one earlier on, uh, Tiger. After. Uh, we, yeah. we had our guest first of all, so let's get back to those questions. Yeah, Dale had asked, any suggestions or any info on being successful with my sugar plum poppy? And so to clarify what Dale's referring to is the poppy, the Papa Ver poppy, which is um, the common kind of annual poppy flower that kind of comes up in our in, any area for the most part. And... They can be difficult for some people because like a dry desert style flower, the biggest thing that people have a challenge with when it comes to growing these is getting them started and then having them continue to grow. And the one thing that people need to know, poppies, California poppies, Papa Bear poppies, um, any of those dry climate flower seeds, they need some water. So you water them initially. But then you really don't water them until they start to grow again because that's kind of what you think would happen in nature is that they would get a rain and you don't get constant rain. You get a rain that kind of sends the seed into growing and then it begins to grow. And then you water it mildly 
as it grows. And then after about four inches tall or so, it's kind of an established plant. You really have to back off on the water. And like a tomato, you would almost only water it when you see it wilt. So these flowers or these leaves will tend to kind of wilt a little bit and so it'll you know, tell then, you when it's thirsty then you water it again because people will put them in the yard where they're getting three days a week sprinkler water too or, much water and then they grow but then they don't ever continue to grow because they rot out they die the roots stay too wet and they're not accustomed to that they're 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 accustomed to drying out and so that's the most thing or that's the thing that I think people have the most trouble with is they overwater these poppies. So they need to understand to back off on them, put it in a porous soil, something that drains real well. So that way the water's not sitting around the root system for very long. And then after that, it should be really easy. I mean, these, these are the poppies that grow in the fields of Afghanistan all by themselves kind of a thing. So this isn't exactly something that needs a lot of help once it gets going. But just don't overwater it. Wait till it tells you that it needs water by the leaves kind of looking a little helpless. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Do you, do you remember when, when Bruce and Sharon got horticulturists of the year? Yeah, because John, John and I did a, did a roast. Right, right. Were you and, there at the roast? Yeah, yeah. Okay. One of the funniest things that whole night, you know how Bruce is so meticulous and so learned on right. all kinds of things. Yeah, he's sensei, you know. Yeah. Y- Yoda. <laughs> Somebody asked, uh, you know, how do I know when to water my whatever? And Sharon said, go ahead, Bruce. And Bruce went up to the microphone and he started talking. And he went into this long, lengthy dissertation about soil perk and and all this kind of stuff and gallons per minute and on and on and on. And the audience was starting to nod off. (laughs) And so he finished. And then Sharon came up to the microphone and she said, I usually wait till they wilt and then I give them water. The whole place <laughs> yeah, just right, yeah. broke up. It was yeah. so broke the funny. house down because it was Bruce so has that old scientific explanation, yeah. you know. When there's I, two ways, you know. Um, sun patients are the same way, and mm-hmm. that I have in uh, in pots at home, and I know darn well when they start to look bad, they start to droop over, yep. and within 20 minutes they're right back up again. Yep. Yep. And and they let me know. So usually that's a that's a good indicator for everything that I have in the patio when it's especially hot. Right. Aside looking at the soil is looking at those guys mm-hmm. and yep. uh, letting us know or letting me know. <laughs> and I will say, Dale, the Papa Bear Poppy, you know, the sugar plum one that he mentioned is a beautiful one. But if people are interested, these flowers are absolutely gorgeous they have all kinds of them with fringes on it with smooth petals with with different colorations there's one called drama queen which is red and burgundy and it's got this fringed look to it and you know there's the the ladybird one that's red with black spots on it and so they're fun to just throw out mm-hmm. into your garden she and just kind of let them go yeah and they'll actually reproduce too because you know this is the standard poppy that sends up that poppy bulb and then it splits open all those seeds drop and you get 20 yeah. more plants next year poppies recede very easily yeah and, and lots of seeds yeah yeah so good have have fun with those but probably if you're not successful you're overwatering them okay so don't overwater dale wait till it tells you that it needs water yeah okay we're about 56 minutes after the hour news coming up uh, on most of these uh, biz talk radio affiliates top of the hour still have some time though for your questions and comments and again uh, bob is here for john bagnasco this uh, weekend is uh Oh, I don't know. John is in Oregon delivering, delivering, <laughs> ro- bringing playing, roses. He's playing with roses he's again. Driving you know. somewhere, right? He's driving all the way from Morton by himself. Is he really? Well, I'm guessing. Who would go with him? His yeah, son, maybe? No, well, no, I didn't. No, I mean that he was driving. Yeah, just to drive him back. 
Oh, oh! I he's thought he was going to no, arrange at the airport to get him. Now yeah, we're, we're know, guessing. He, he flew up. No, he told us he flew. He's flying up and there, then driving back, and then renting a van and driving them all back. So he's got a lot of roses. Yeah, yeah. He might, yeah. maybe he does have twenty thousand. Wow. Who knows? Or so. No. Yeah. Wow. Unbelievable. Uh, that's what he does. He's the rose whisperer. <laughs> well, you know, any uh, any news on the Facebook page about our book? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What about? Let's talk about. It. We got a few minutes here. How is your book doing? Uh, the book, that, the book that you and John wrote is called Success with Succulents. Success with Succulents. Yeah. So we got a lot of C's and S's going on it's there. Lots of these things. You yeah, know? right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, no, it's doing well. Um, I mean, I'm, you can, as an author, you can go in and see how many units are sold or whatever, and you'd think, oh, gee, that's not very many. It's been like about four hundred copies or something. Awesome. But it's only been up a, a month, really, okay. a month and a half. Um, and so it's spreading around through social media, and uh, Mary James is doing an article for the San Diego Home and Garden Magazine in March. and uh, Talking about your book? Yeah, and so it, it's going to pick up more and more, but it's getting great reviews. I mean, Well, that's uh, good. Yeah. So From the photography all the way down to the information? Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of people, which is really interesting, saying that um, aside from the fact that it's got so much good information in it that you can go back to anytime you want, it's nice enough to leave as a coffee table book. Very so good. So it's like, well, geez, we didn't plan on that, but great. Outstanding. Yeah. Okay, that is going to do it for hour number one. Remember, this hour replayed this afternoon from 2 to 3 p.m. on AM 740 in Los Angeles. So, again, I want to thank uh, the good folks at AM 1240 and, of course, AM 740. We're back again uh, next week, hour number one on those stations. But, again, hour two coming up. Facebook Live continues. Bob Reedmiller in for John Bagnasco, Tiger Palafox. I'm Brian Main. This is Garden America.